0: here's a film that Michael Caine has a going. Now, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Michael Caine is just in some better films than than others, but sometimes when you compare the early films, and when you compare um, films like Without a Clue, and Mona Lisa, and this film, with films like Jaws 4, The Revenge, and uh, let's say the Batman movies, perhaps, you know, and blame it on Rio, then it does seem to click in some movies and not in others. And that's what happens here. Uh, this is the film called The Actors. And it was released a, a, a few years ago, 2003, and it was been overlooked, really. A bit of a shame. And I think that perhaps because it is about actors and the way they feel about themselves, perhaps you have to be interested in the business and in... Actors, or be an actor yourself, to really appreciate it, and that sort of limits its appeal, I suppose. The basic story is that it's set in Dublin, and Tom Quirk is um, a, a starving actor. He's uh, he's an actor who's not getting very many. Roles and he is in a, uh, a terrible production of Richard the with um, Anthony O'Malley, who used to be or had been uh, fairly famous or very famous because he was in an American series. Now has to had to move back to Dublin and um, and take parts in these kind of productions, which are probably about a third, if that, full. Anthony O'Malley's played by Michael Caine, who tells Tom one night that he's been frequenting a pub which is not the kind of pub you'd like to go in very often, the Baltic, and been talking to um, a sort of gangster character called the Barreler, who's told him, in his cups it seems, that he he owes money to a second party, him being the first party, and he never met the second party, but he needs to pay him the money. So he asks Tom, would you pretend to be this second party and take said money? Tom agrees. And dresses up as Clive, who is someone from his life, pretending to collect the money and collects 50,000 euros. Now things become more convoluted from there. And it's a bit of a romp, this, with the actors having to dress up in all sorts of different guises. The beauty of this is that the characters who are um, the villains, so the Barreler, played by Michael Gambon, in, um, in, a, in a very nasty wig, and with a real lack of intelligence, and uh, other um, 'er ne'er-do-wells are taken in by such quite poor and broad representations of other people, mainly done by Tom, played by Dylan Moran. Now, Dylan Moran is really well-liked, you know, from from Black Books, and um, we haven't seen him for a while, and the character that he plays here, Tom is very similar to the character he plays in Black Books in that everything is awful, nothing is really going to go well and uh, there's a delight in that. We first see him in an advert for Gallagher Sausages when the line is Gallagher's, my god that's a big lump of sausage doesn't really enjoy doing (laughs) giving us that line and I'm not surprised having done adverts and lots of auditions for adverts myself it doesn't always work well and he's the one who dresses up both as clive then when the um representative of the second party comes in for his money and uh anthony o'malley hears this from the barrel he says we gotta get in there first you need to dress up as a character like the barrel and we'll put some makeup on you and get some prosthetics on you it eventually ends up with um with Michael Caine having to dress as a woman and pretend to be the second party's crime boss. It's all a bit of a romp and it's very broad, but there's real enjoyment here in this. There's real hatred of the situation around having to do the business. So the production of Richard III is a swipe, I think, at Ian McKellen's famous production. It's all set in Nazi Germany and all done in Nazi uniforms and everybody has to do a Nazi salute when they come on which leads Michael Caine when several people come on having to do three or four Nazi salutes to the different parts of the stage. No one's really enjoying it. He's got the crook back and all the rest of it and all of that. No one's enjoying doing the show. It's the indignity of the show and it's the delight of well you can just dress up and create a character. It is fantastical, it's all framed in um, in the eyes of a young child, Mary, who will be the niece of Tom, who is in, a, in school, writing out a story, so you get chapter one, you know, chapter two, an actor prepares and all of that, which apes the Stanislavski book and all of that. And whether or not this is a story she's written or whether or not this actually happened is something you can have a think about. It does seem very fantastical, particularly the epilogue of this when Michael Caine's character, Anthony O'Malley, wins an award for his production of Richard, or his performance of Richard, which seems, throughout the rest of the movie, to be singularly crap. I'll say it again, it's great fun. It's Dylan Brown doing a variety of accents, giving us some really over the top performances. And, and there is a wonderful moment which really, just, just really epitomises the whole thing. Michael Caine trying to give the money back, which is hidden under a um, up a chimney, dressed as a woman, of course. He lights the uh, the fire, or there's some. Um, He's got that's right. He's got a candle to light the way. Gives the money over. Comes out from under from up the chimney, and his wig is on fire. Takes it off, and one of the the nasty guys says, "You're a bloke," to which Kane replies, "How dare you?" Because these are actors who think they inhabit a role, and they really don't. All they do is put a dress on, or put a wig on, or do an accent. And they think they're Marlon Brando. And even Marlon Brando isn't Marlon Brando. Because the method was just about pushing yourself forward, your own character. So what is acting? Is it just presenting something? Is it just having a go at something? Is it just demonstrating? One thing we do know is this film takes a swipe at the kind of actors who take themselves far too seriously. It's from a, a story by, by Neil Jordan. It's produced by, by Neil Jordan, by Neil Jordan, partially directed by Colin McPherson and, and directed in a kind of um, a kind of knockabout way. you know th- th- there's not much quietness here there's quite a lot of shouting and, 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 and screaming in this. There's not an awful lot of light and shade. this is generally primary colors and that works for this film. But it's the ridiculousness of the two main characters. The ridiculousness of Anthony O'Malley and Tom Quirk. One who feels he should be, he's a real actor, who should be getting far more roles and should be famous again. And Tom Quirk, who who feels he's a good actor and wants to be given good parts. He's at the beginning of his career and one's at the end. They are, in some ways, composites of the same character. But both of them are ridiculous in their belief that they are great actors. And I should know, because I used to be one. So I know what this industry can be like. And it's really good to take the mickey out of it. I think, really, you do have to know what that industry is. Or at least have some idea of... The way that the media pushes that industry forward, and the way that affects people who are not on red carpets, who are not famous. Apart from that, it's just a lot of bloody good fun. There's a lot of running around. You know, you, you, Dylan Moran has a real likable quality. So does Michael Caine here. He has, he plays high status, and he's brought down by hubris throughout this movie, and he does that. In his more seasoned years so well. I mean just look at Sleuth. That's a constant high and low status film. There's another one in which he tries and he certainly does in this. It's fantastic work. He's on a pedestal and he's constantly being knocked off generally by Dylan Moran who goes from zero to angry in a matter of a second and he does that so well. But he, he has a puppy dog likeable quality about him. His love interest is Leela Headey, who is just quite, is um, so down to earth and so connected that it's lovely. And Michael Gambon is just off the sheet, but also out of his depth the whole time. He tells you he is, and he is. Again, it's immensely likeable. And this whole film is. For me, it's a 5 out of 5 because people didn't watch it at the time, and I really think they should go back and do that. If only to see how, in this business, an actor prepares. Ta ta.